Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Finding Light podcast, where we talk about finding light and happiness despite the dark circumstances we may be facing. I'm your host, speaker and writer, Sarah Claudia Tillman, and I am joined way over there across the table (laughs) by my co-host and friend, Erica Rivers. Hey, girl. We are so excited to be back recording. I know it'll be a few weeks before y'all listen to this, but we've been keeping our distance and now finally everything's starting to go back to normal. And that is the best thing that happened to me this week is that Erica has been able to come back over and instead of working over the computer and over the phone, we've (laughs) been able to be together. So it's been a little bit of normalcy back. Yes. Reunited and it feels so good. Yes. That's also one of mine, but my biggest one this week is Jackson. My husband started seminary. Super proud of him, and it's just a cool week to me. Yes. Well, today we're going to do something a little different, Mm -hmm. and Erica's going to introduce our topic. So go ahead and take it away. Okay, I'm taking it away. (laughs) So usually we have a Bible verse for each podcast, but this time we actually have a chapter in the Bible. And today's chapter is from Genesis chapter 22. And we're going to try to explain to y'all what God has revealed to us through this chapter, but also give y'all some practical takeaways. So to begin, let's rewind and get some really important info from previous chapters in Genesis. If you know anything about the Bible, you've probably heard of Abraham, Isaac, and Sarah. Story goes, Abraham and Sarah, they weren't able to conceive. But finally, when Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 100, they got pregnant. And it was awesome, but I just can't imagine that. Can you imagine that, Essie? No, no. And if you read Genesis, there's so many wonderful stories about Abraham, just Mm -hmm. about like how obedient he is and how much God used him and all the plans he had for not only him, but his whole family and all of his descendants. Mm -hmm. But in chapter 22, things kind of get crazy because they're finally blessed with this son in their old age and it's a miracle and then all of a sudden in verses one and two god comes to abraham and it says that god tested abraham Mm. and i love this part because he said abraham's name and he (laughs) responded abraham responded with here i am and i know that's such like a small little sentence but to me it shows how just willing abraham was Like when he heard God's voice, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't scared. He wasn't reluctant. He said, here I am. Wow. He was so ready just to hear what God had to say. But then God told him to take his son Isaac and go to this region called Moriah and sacrifice him Mm. as a burnt offering. Goodness. (laughs) That's where we are after verses one and two. And I just want to rewind a little bit and kind of explain what it means to me to be a servant. Because I think this whole chapter really draws it out really well. Mm -hmm. But to me, it means being obedient. Like when we hear God calling us, we say, here I am. And we accept that call, but also being dependent on God too. Mm. That's good. Because I think that, you know, you need to be obedient. But when you think about serving somebody, you're kind of dependent on them at the same time. And when we're dependent on God, you know, he can meet our needs. And I think Abraham really shows that Mm -hmm. in this chapter and we're gonna get more into it and see how this whole thing plays out yes so continuing on we learned that not only did abraham obey the lord 
but he didn't put it off. Mm-hmm. And I know if you're like me, you might put off a lot of stuff you don't want to do. Like back in college, I always put off my homework, constant yes. procrastination, but it's really cool. Abraham, when he's told to go sacrifice his son, that amazing miracle in verse three, he loads up his donkey right away the next morning. Yeah. Like you're saying, he didn't wait. He didn't like think, okay, mm-hmm. let me, let me decide if I want to do this, God. He just did it. And he never questioned mm-hmm. God. And that's amazing to me too. Yeah. But he set out on this trek that took three days. And wow. I can't imagine like a three-day <laughs> trip. And I, I don't think it's any coincidence that God sent him somewhere so far away. Yeah. Because I think he was testing him further. I think he was giving him that little extra time to see, okay, is he gonna is he gonna disobey or is he gonna remain faithful? Wow. And I don't know about you, Erica, but I second guess myself all the time. Like, you know this about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll make plans and I'll be like, yep. okay, maybe, no, maybe we'll do it this way. And then, yeah. and then oh, you'll okay. ask me what yeah. I think. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, then you'll you, call your mom. Yeah. And then you'll answer and I'll be like, oh, well, I don't know. Let me call my mom. And then <laughs> yep. usually we do, we do it, yeah. she says, because no, she's, yeah. she's always right. I do the same thing. Even this morning, I was trying to pick out a picture for you. I had two mm-hmm. options. I could not figure it out. So I texted your mom, <laughs> which one's your favorite? Yes. <laughs> Always second guessing yep. ourselves. And I mean, that's what happens a lot. Like we second guess ourselves and we turn to each other mm-hmm. instead of turning to God. Yeah, exactly. But that journey definitely would have been hard for me. I think that test would have been really hard because I would have second guessed the whole way. Yeah, but me Abraham, too. Did not do that. He kept going. So after three days, they finally reached Moriah where God had sent them. And in verses nine and 10, it says that, again, we see Abraham not wasting time, not procrastinating. He immediately (laughs) started building the altar. Wow. He arranged the wood. He bound his son, Isaac, and placed him on top of the wood. And he grabbed the knife and reached out his hand about to slay his only son. Oh my goodness. And I always cringe when I read this and I wish we could have had more insight into what Isaac was thinking. Yes. Because you know, Abraham was an old man. Mm-hmm. You know, Isaac could have fought him off mm-hmm. or resisted. And I think that shows a lot about Isaac's nature too. He was being obedient to his father, his mm. earthly father, just like Abraham was being obedient to his heavenly father. Wow, that's good. Because we looked it up and uh, originally I thought Isaac was a child in this story. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people picture him as a child, mm-hmm. but he was biblically, they say probably 20s to 30s. Yeah. Imagine like being that old and like a he's a grown man at mm-hmm. that point with your elderly father and being yeah. that obedient. Yeah, so it says a lot about Abraham's willingness Mm -hmm. to serve, but also it says a lot about Isaac's willingness to serve. Yeah. Because I'm sure he was strong in his faith too. So, you know, he was serving his his earthly and his heavenly Mm -hmm. father by willingly being bound to that altar. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we talked about a little bit earlier about this could maybe be a foreshadowing of the crucifixion Mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. It definitely reminds me of that dynamic Mm -hmm. um, between God and Jesus and then the sacrifice there too. Yes. Exactly. And I personally, I don't have any kids yet. And I know you don't either, but we both have dogs (laughs) and I can't even imagine trying to sacrifice my dog. (laughs) No, that would be sad. But I think also it relates a lot to maybe like worldly Mm -hmm. possessions that God, he might be asking us to serve him and be more obedient to him through sacrificing 
things that we love here on earth. Yeah, that's good. So what are some things you think you would sacrifice here on earth? Um, I mean, I think of things that take up our time or mm-hmm. things that we put in front of God, you know, yeah. Netflix, TV, oh, yeah. um, social media, mm-hmm. food. I mean, yeah. anything that we might say, oh, you know, we love more than God. I mean, we would never say that, but we yeah. act that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even earthly relationships with each other, mm-hmm. even if it's a good relationship, we can still put it above God sometimes. Exactly. That needs to be sacrificed to God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but we continue on, and in verses 11 through 14, the story completely changes. It says, But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. And again, he says, Here I am. Mm, Catch that? I love that. Here I am. He replied, Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, Do not do anything to him. Now that I know you fear God, because you have not withheld your son from me your only son, and I remember your only son that you had so much trouble conceiving. Mm -hmm. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. Mm. So good. What does that make you think of? Uh, I just, it's so much comfort that the Lord really will always provide Mm -hmm. for us. And it makes me kind of back up earlier on in the story, the only time Isaac really did question Abraham mm-hmm. was when he asked him, what were they going to sacrifice? Because they're like <laughs> heading out and they didn't bring anything along. And mm-hmm. Abraham answered him by saying, the Lord will provide. Wow. And I think probably to Isaac, this meant, okay, yeah, he's going to provide us with something to sacrifice. But to Abraham, he already knew what the sacrifice was going to be. And he was probably thinking, okay, the Lord's going to provide me with the strength and mm-hmm. the courage and, you know, the faith yeah. to be able to do this. And it it just kind of shows the faith that Abraham had, even though he didn't quite know how this whole thing was going to play out. Mm-hmm. He knew that the Lord is going to provide exactly what he needed. Exactly. And I think this is how we should all face dark circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, with that trust that God's going to provide for us, mm-hmm. you know, provide that comfort or strength or peace as long as we trust God and we serve him by being obedient and dependent on him. Exactly. How do you think in our lives we could be most like obedient and dependent on God, like on an everyday basis? I think it's a struggle <laughs> every day, but I think just carving that time out to really mm-hmm. listen and pay attention because it's so hard to know what God is calling us to do and how he's wanting us to serve. And I think a lot of times we just kind of do what's in our own heads. Mm -hmm. So just praying and praying for that clarity to hear God's voice because it can be so hard sometimes. Yeah. And then just praying that he'll give us the strength to obey and to be willing to serve him because it can be hard. Oh, yeah, it can. And then also being in the word, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And once you know scripture, like stories like this, we can relate it to our own lives yeah. and actually apply it. Exactly. So speaking of relating it to our own life, how would this story relate to your life? <laughs> I I mean, obviously, I was not with my blindness on a journey to sacrifice a loved one, but <laughs> Abraham and I both were on journeys that were very dark and scary and mm-hmm we didn't know quite sure why we were set upon them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest similarity is just not knowing why. Mm -hmm. And Abraham never questioned God, but I'm sure he was thinking, okay, why is God testing me in this way? Or why is God 
giving me this command? What's the purpose? And I definitely wondered that myself when I lost my sight. And I think a lot of us go through that when we're facing hard circumstances. We yeah. just think, well, why? What's what's the purpose? But mm-hmm. that's really when we need to serve God the most yes. and when we need to trust him the most and turn to him and just say, okay, here I am. Exactly. You know, when our faith is tested like that too, we can truly be blessed Yeah, through that because it can cause our faith to grow so much stronger mm-hmm. and we can kind of see God in a different way. Like we can see him show up in a whole new way, just like he did with Abraham and Isaac. Exactly. And I mean, I was a little less obedient at times <laughs> than Abraham was, but eventually I recognized if anybody could turn my blindness into a purposeful journey, it was God. Wow. And just like he turned that three-day trek that Abraham and Isaac were on into a purposeful journey. He has done that with my own life. Wow. And I knew that, you know, God's going to provide me with strength and hope and courage through my Mm -hmm. struggles, but it definitely took me becoming dependent on Mm -hmm. God to do that. And I think that's a big part of serving is just becoming dependent and trusting God to meet our needs in that way. Yeah, exactly. And that goes for anybody, whether you've gone through blindness or not. Mm -hmm. I know I personally obviously haven't, but I've gone through dark times where I've had to completely be dependent on God. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get through. And that's how you find the purpose through that pain. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Well, I think we have three really good pieces of light to share from the story. Yes. Yes. And for those of you who might be new listeners, pieces of light are kind of like our takeaways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this podcast, we focus a lot on positive aspects of hard situations. Mm -hmm. So that's just what our pieces of light are. Three little positives or takeaways that you can get from this, this message. Yes. So our first piece of light or takeaway would be to trust God in the process. We know Mm -hmm. that Abraham showed his continued trust in God from the beginning all the way to the end of the story and even to the end of his life. And it may have been really dark and confusing, to be asked to do Mm -hmm. such a really scary act, but he never wavered and never questioned it, like you said earlier. And when we have tough times come, I don't really want to ever run or hide again. I've done that before where I just try to pretend it's not happening. Mm -hmm. I don't want to actually, yeah, run (laughs) to God. (laughs) Yeah. Run towards that and trust him wholeheartedly and know that he'll provide no matter how it looks. Exactly. And like you said, that can be so hard sometimes. So Mm -hmm. because If you're like me, you like to be in control all the time. And it's hard for me to trust others. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very independent. I don't like to be dependent on other people, but blindness has made me so much more dependent in certain ways on other people for groceries or running errands, anything involving driving a car because they won't let me do that anymore. But you know what's really cool though? Your life has become a picture of your life in relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're dependent on Him now, and you are riding in the passenger seat. Exactly. And who knows how much longer you will be in yeah. your physical life, but spiritually, you'll always be in the passenger seat now with God driving. Exactly. I love that. That's a great analogy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like I have to trust other people to meet those worldly needs, mm-hmm. I have learned to be so much more dependent on God to meet you know, my spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I got to relinquish that control and know that we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And we have to give it over to God. And that's exactly the kind of trust that Abraham showed. And he said, here I am. And he trusted God to help him all along the way. Yes. So our second piece of light is to put God first. And when I was kind of 
researching and studying this story in the Bible, I found a few interesting things. And one of them was that this is actually the first time that love appears in the Bible. And it's amazing to me that, you know, Isaac was Abraham's miracle son. Yeah. And I'm sure he loved him so much. I'm so special to him. But he showed us through this story that Abraham loved God so much more. Wow. You know, Isaac was a gift from God, but Abraham loved the giver more than the gift itself. That is good. Say it again. (laughs) He loved the giver more than the gift. Whoa. (laughs) I think that's big for us to realize today because a lot of times we love the blessings we get Mm -hmm. from God more than God himself. Oh, yeah. I've done that in my own life. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) blindness for me put a lot of things in perspective because Mm -hmm. so much was taken away. Mm -hmm. My sight, my normal life, you know, just my my sense of every day was taken away. But God Mm -hmm. remained. Yeah. And I learned to kind of look at everything through, okay, this is a blessing from God, but it can be taken away. Because all of the other things that I had held so important just disappeared. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, God and his mercy remained through all of it. And it it did make me more appreciative of my blessings, Mm -hmm. but even more appreciative of God himself. Wow. Yeah, I can relate with that. When my grandma passed away last year, when she was taken, I felt like I had lost a huge chunk of me. But then I had to rely on God and my other friends and family members. Mm -hmm. And it made me way more appreciative of what I do have now. But it also made it real to me that you can lose all of this in any moment. You should be grateful, but also trust God in the process. Yeah. And God's always going to be there. Like when everything else is stripped away, he's going to be there. Exactly. And when you look at life through that lens, it's a lot more freeing and fun. Mm -hmm. You're not living it constantly in fear that you're going to lose something. Exactly. Yes, but our last piece of light today is that the Lord will always provide. And I know we've kind of already touched on Mm -hmm. that, but we're really drilling it into y'all today. But we think that there's a big difference between getting what we want and getting what we need. Mm -hmm. And we've learned through this story that the Lord will always give us what we need, but it may not be what we want. Yeah. And, you know, God's God's always going to answer our prayers. And I, I hear people all the time say, you know, why isn't God answering my prayers? Well, he probably has, but mm-hmm. it might not be the way you pictured exactly. or the way you wanted. God's always going to follow through. And people have said to me before, you know, are you angry with God because he didn't answer your prayer for healing? Well, he did. Mm-hmm. He just healed me in a different way. He didn't heal me physically, but he allowed for the spiritual healing yes, to happen. Girl. And you know, that's, that turned out to be mm-hmm. what he wanted in the, the part of the purpose that he had for my life. Wow. Preach it. Yes, girl. Yes. I'm over here nodding my head. I'm about to start <laughs> clapping, but I'm trying yeah, to be can, quiet. I can't see you, but you just say some <laughs> amens. And amen. <laughs> but you know, I think it's kind of interesting how throughout Genesis, how many times mm-hmm. God promised Abraham that he would have many descendants. And I'm sure that Abraham thought of this promise while he was on this journey to sacrifice the son that God promised to produce all these descendants through. Wow. And I'm sure he was thinking, well, how in the world am I going to have many descendants if I go and sacrifice my son? But he trusted that God was going to provide a fulfillment Mm -hmm. to this promise and he didn't falter. And, you know, God did come through and God did provide and God did eventually fulfill that promise. Yes. And so it 
it really reminds me, you know, that whenever we're going through a dark situation, we need to remember to still serve God by being obedient and dependent, mm -hmm. by trusting him and his will, mm -hmm. because his will is always better than our own. Amen. <laughs> and by putting him first and yes. just knowing that he's going to equip you with whatever you need to move forward. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes, yes girl. <laughs> Well, I hope you all have enjoyed this, going mm -hmm. through this chapter, and I hope that you were able to take away some inspiration and some light moving forward, whatever you're facing. And I hope that you'll all go follow me in my journey at my blog at sarahclaudia.com, on Facebook at Sarah Claudia Tillman, and on Instagram at Sarah Claudia. Yes, and please keep up with the Finding Light podcast on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Have a great day. Yes, we'll see y'all next time. Next time on Finding Light. I realized after losing my sight, you know, one of the best ways I could enjoy the world around me was by getting active and hiking and really doing things outdoors. And I quickly realized that I can really get a picture of the world around me by feeling the terrain under my feet. And feeling those high mountains and those low valleys and gravel as opposed to pavement. If I'm just walking on pavement, I could be in the middle of Atlanta. You know, I could be walking down my sidewalk, but when I can feel that gravel or the grass or, you know, swampy earth beneath my feet, I can picture it so much better. That's coming up next time on Finding Light. <laughs>